0: The number one problem for podcasters is not getting started. Let me repeat that. The number one problem that podcasters face is not getting started. The barriers to enter into podcasting are so low. You can start a podcast on your phone. Here is the issue. The number one problem that podcasters face is discoverability. It is having the ability to get more people to hear and to, first of all, the number one issue is that you want more people to find your podcast, and then once they find your podcast, you want them to listen to it. This is why live streaming is now one of the best ways for you to grow your community and to grow your influence as a podcaster. Coming up, we're going to be talking about six reasons why podcasters should live stream. Are you ready to tap into the power of live streaming to grow your influence and build a true community around your podcast? Then welcome to Podcasters Live with your host, Steve Worthy. In each episode, Steve and the gang unpack the best tech, simplify proven techniques, and chop it up on the latest trends you need to know to create the kind of show where your listeners want to tune in live. Sound good? Let's get started. Okay, okay, okay. I can hear I can hear it in your voice already. Steve, first of all, podcasting is hard enough. It is difficult enough for me to get up and record a podcast without having to deal with imposter syndrome and the comparison trap for all the other podcasts out there. And now you're telling me to live stream. You're telling me to get in front of a camera and show people my face and then try to deliver a message or some of my content to the masses. Steve, are you crazy? What is wrong with you? I, 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 I can barely do you know, my podcast on a weekly or a biweekly basis and now you're telling me to start a live stream. Yes, I am telling you to start a live stream. I am telling you that if you want to truly grow and authentically grow your podcast and your community, you have to connect with your audience. They have to see your face. They want to know a little bit more about who you are. And I got to tell you, live streaming is one of the best ways to do it. Here's the thing. We are social people you know, with everything happening with the pandemic and things are calming down with that per se, right? It is, it has caused a gap in our ability to connect with people face-to-face. Now things are opening up and we're getting more of that, more and more face, more and more uh, inter-person, you know, person-to-person interaction. We're getting more of that. However, live streaming is still one of the best ways because now you're able to connect with people you know, from a video standpoint, and they're actually they're actually able to engage with you. So I'm going to talk about six reasons why podcasters should live stream. Let's get to number one. Okay, just to let you know too, um, we did an episode on what is a live stream, so that way, when when I when I start to talk about live streaming, if you want to go. And take a listen to that episode. It will be worth your while to understand a little bit more, of course, what live streaming is. And I'll just give you the quick version of it. It is a broadcasting practice that brings the real-time video to viewers over the internet, period. That's exactly what it does. It just takes a live video feed and it broadcasts your video feed to different platforms. And it is done live. Here's why, here's reason number why it is the best reason for podcasters to start live streaming. It creates a deeper connection with your audience. Hey, as a as a podcaster, you already know that podcasting, and here's a word that I don't know if you've ever thought about it to as it relates to podcasting, but the word intimacy. I know when you hear that word, you may be thinking about something else. But the word intimacy with podcasting is almost hand in glove. And here's why. Because your voice, when you connect with people, all these things create a connection with another individual on a emotional level. They are setting aside time in their day or their week to listen to you. They are strategically thinking about the things that you say, and potentially implementing them in their life. If you want to talk about some measure of intimacy, there isn't anything better than that. Then when a person listens to what you have to say, and they take it in, and they internalize it, and then they make it into their own. I've heard people say that certain podcasts have changed their life. It's something for them to look forward to. It's the best part of their day or their week. So when you start to think about podcasting in and of itself, it already creates um, an amazing level of intimacy between you and your audience. Live streaming takes that and actually enhances that level of intimacy because now there is a direct connection or ability for you to directly connect with your audience so when you when we talk about live streaming we're not just talking about you sitting there and you know talking to the video and talking to um, you know air you are actually talking to that one or two people that are, is your core audience but here's the other part about it is that it is interactive. We all know as podcasters, one of the biggest podcasting complaints is that I feel like I'm speaking into the void. I feel like I can't engage with my audience other than ratings and reviews, things like that. So live streaming provides that platform for you to actually and literally engage with your audience. There are things when, you, when you're doing a live stream in real time, which includes audio call ins, video calls, texts, live chats, their ability to leave comments and then ability for you to put those comments on the screen and then engage with your audience completely um, in, a, in a completely different way than you would have if you were to just solely do a podcast. One of the things that, if you go back and listen to uh, my episode with James Cridlin, we we spoke about discoverability the one thing about discoverability is that a lot of people when they think about live streaming and maybe video podcasting and things like that they they get apprehensive because they're like okay well no one's going to listen to my audio podcast that is mistake number 1 that is wrong thinking or as one of my professors used to say that is stinking thinking you don't want to you don't want to do that here's why because it is important that your podcast is first discovered by more people, right? Live streaming is a opportunity for more people to discover who have never heard of your podcast to discover you. But guess what? The consumption of your podcast doesn't necessarily take place on the live stream. It can actually take place on the on the actual app that you use, whether it's you know, Spotify, Apple or whatever for them to go and listen to your actual podcast. So here's the thing, you are discovered somewhere else but the consumption of your podcast actually happens on those different listening platforms. So you gotta think about it in that context. It's discoverability, now you're pushing them to actually listen to your podcast because there's a different level of connection that you have created via the live stream. So live streaming, the first point is that it does create a deeper connection with your audience. They are really truly getting to know you a little bit more than they ever have before because now they could put a face with, just, with the voice. They could put your, 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 your body language. They could put different things that um, they may not know about you. Where are you from? Where you grew up? Family. All these different things. It's a deeper level of connection than you could ever have when you are podcasting. So number one, once again, deeper connection with your audience. Let's go to number two. Okay, number two is a big myth that I want to, I want to um, demystify, if you will. Number two is that live streaming is convenient and cost effective. There is a massive myth out there about live streaming that it's expensive and that it requires this massive amount of technological know-how and knowledge and that the average person cannot do it. I am here to tell you that is a lie and I'm here to tell you that it is extremely feasible and possible for people to actually do a live stream show and really not have a massive amount of technological skills or skills and technology with computers and things like that it the, the process and the formula is very simple we have a five step um, a a five-step guide to live streaming you need to check it out it's going to be in the show notes so make sure that you go ahead and download that as well and it gives you just the five steps to actual live streaming so here's the thing with um with live streaming. I want to I make sure people understand this idea, the comparison to like live streaming now compared to live streaming back in, let's just say 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, when you think about what it would take to put on a live stream broadcast, the technology was not at your fingertips as it is today. You would probably have to go inside some studio You would have to have some technicians and some people running boards for you, people running different cameras for you, people checking the signal to make sure the signal is strong enough and it's going out. You need to have the bandwidth in order to broadcast to certain channels and all these different things. Nowadays, I live stream everything. I, in my office, in my studio, I control the entire production in my office, the entire production. I don't have two or three people that are out there uh, switching cameras for me, telling me when to say this and that. I do everything in my office. The cost for live streaming is relatively low especially from an entry standpoint as it is with podcasting. and there are a variety of platforms to use which will help lower the cost, right? When you start to think about everything that you do sometimes when it's super expensive, right? Just think about flat screen TVs, right. I remember I have a flat screen TV um, in the um, that was in a family room. It was a 55 inch flat screen TV. When I bought that TV, I paid close to around $2,000 for that TV. Nowadays, a 55-inch flat screen, and that was in 2000 and, 2000 and um, I want to say 2013 maybe. Nowadays, a 55-inch flat screen TV will cost you around 500 bucks, maybe 4 So we start to think about the more people start to utilize the technology, and the more options that you have, the cost of actual production goes down. And it's the same thing when you think about live streaming. The fact that there are so many different platforms out there now that allow you to live stream in your in the convenience of your own office. We have a a tool, an article, or a blog post that you, if you will, and it and it highlights the top five live streaming platforms so we'll link to that in the show notes as well because it will give you an opportunity to see the different platforms that you can use and 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 coordinate your live stream that are really simple inside your entire studio inside your office with a camera a microphone your computer um, a mouse and that's all you need to go and it will get you started very quickly so number two, was live streaming is convenient and very cost effective for you to do. Number three is that live streaming is easy and it's mobile. It is so easy to live stream mobily than it has been probably since live streaming started. And what I mean by that is that if you have your phone you have your cell phone, Apple, Android, or whatever it may be, you can actually conduct a live stream right then and there. I have done it several times from my phone and actually did a live stream and had some nice audience engagement, actually, because a lot of times when you're doing your live stream on your phone, you are really just trying to do a quick engagement session with your audience. The other thing that happens when you actually utilize your phone, it also shows your audience that, hey, this is actually really cool for me to actually do this on my phone. I don't have to be necessarily in my studio to actually live stream. You can actually be on vacation with your family or you can be on a business trip. I have done it several times. I've actually live streamed in my from my hotel room because if I have the equipment, I'm just going to utilize it. But it is so easy for you to do with your mobile phone. So the barrier to entry from a live streaming standpoint has gone down considerably to before when we were talking about you needed four or five different cameras and all these other things. You can easily live stream from your phone to various platforms as easily as possible and it is something that a lot of people need to start taking advantage of as they start to think about growing their podcast and growing their audience and their engagement in their community. The easily accessible aspect of live streaming is something that every podcaster needs to take advantage of. And if you're not taking advantage of it right now, you need to start. Now, number four is I think it's probably one of the most important ones, and I probably should have did it first or last or whatever, but I made it number four, so here it is. The reason why a podcaster should live stream is because it will massively expand your reach. Here's what happens typically when a podcaster just creates a podcast. They create the podcast in the context of their audience being in, the United States, or or Canada, or wherever it is that they may live, and they think that their podcast is just meant to be um, native to where you are. And I understand that, right? Because we don't. A lot of times, we don't think about our podcast reaching outside of the states, outside of our core audience, into other countries. However, that is limited, very limited thinking. If you listen to my episode with James Cridland, we talk a lot about how a podcaster should think about growing their podcast internationally and the thought process behind it. But when you start to think about one of the best mediums to use to expand your podcast internationally, live streaming is one of the best. It is one of the best mediums to do that because if you live stream to YouTube LinkedIn uh, let's say Facebook um, or Twitter even twitch and things like that you are immediately thrust into an international audience without even thinking about it without even having to you know uh, do anything different all you have to do is to go live and now you are immersed in into an international audience. I have had people on my live stream from all over the world, not just as guests, but I'm talking about people who are in the audience, right? A lot of times we make fun of people who are in Australia because they are always the day ahead and we say that they're in the future. And so we've had tons of people who are um, in the audience from from, from Australia, um, Philippines, China, you know, the UK, all over. So it immediately thrusts you into an international audience and expands your reach. Just think about that. Think about that real quickly, right? So think about the fact that you have 50 episodes of your podcast that are out there, and if you are with any type of really good um, provider for your podcast, they give you all the analytics, And you look at the analytics, and the analytics tell you that the majority of your audience is based in the United States and the Midwest or things like that, or the East Coast, whatever it is. You may have a sprinkling of people um, over in the UK, over in Germany, or whatever it may be, right? That's cool. But when you think about the immediacy of going live onto YouTube It automatically breaks down those barriers, those barriers of entry for people to listen to your podcast very quickly to people for people to know and learn more about your podcast uh, in real time and who you are. So guess what? Now you have an audience that you can push over a new audience that you can push over to the consumption aspect of your podcast like we've talked about earlier right? Your podcast can be discovered via the live stream, but then you push them over to your podcast for a consumption standpoint. So number four, it immediately immediately expands your reach to an international audience. And if you're not taking advantage of that, then shame on you. As a podcaster, you want to grow your podcast. I think live streaming is one of the best and easiest ways for you to do that very, very quickly. So last but not least, the number five, number five reason why a podcaster should live stream, and it is the word that every podcaster and live streamer wants to know about, and that is monetization monetization, monetization. And so what I'm going to do is I actually did an amazing interview with Monty Weaver, who is an expert on working with brands, utilizing YouTube and, and live stream alike. We did an amazing interview. So I'm going to kind of narrate a couple of different clips um, from Monty so that we can really talk a little bit about what monetization is and then how it actually can impact you as a podcaster who wants to do live streaming. So my first question to Monty was exactly that. Hey, what is monetization? Because I wanted people to really understand what that is first before we move into anything else.
1: Yeah. So the way I kind of define it is obviously the financial side. How can you generate more revenue? And also I think about the different tools that have some type of revenue or financial value that's attached to it. So when we're looking at monetization as a whole, there's so many different types of monetization. And I think by default, a lot of people that are in this podcasting and live streaming space, they may think directly of that specific platform as the way to monetize. But there's so many different other ways to monetize or generate revenue or have someone invest in and get behind your, your creative talents other than just the financial aspect of it. So monetization is a little bit bigger than I think just the revenue piece of it.
0: I hope you heard a couple of things there, right? He talked about monetization is not just the, the financial piece of it, but here hear what he said. He said that, People are paying you for your creative talent. So understand that first. When we start to think about monetization, we forget a lot of times that we are the creative talent. We are the face of our brand. We are the people that are actually connecting and talking to the audience so when you start to think about sponsorship and monetization and all these other things, you have to first make sure you have a brand that people want to monetize, that people want to sponsor. And if you don't, then that is step number 1. Are you monetizable? I don't even know if that's a word. I just made it up. But that's a great it's a great word. Are you monetizable? One of the questions that I I asked Monty was around, you know, just because you should monetize or you think about monetizing, should you? Not everybody has the capacity or should monetize. Here's what Monty had to say about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think everybody should consider monetizing, but you have to you have to be ready to do that. Because they're like what they say, they're levels to this. So when you step out there and if your first goal is to monetize, then you're probably not going to have that success that you think you're going to have. But if your first goal is to create the best content, provide the best value, the monetization piece, you know, is it, for me and a lot of people I work with, it just seems to kind of just happen because you're so in your authentic self. And I know the word authentic is overused sometimes, but if you really are in your authentic self, like the monetization just happens because, you know, you know, companies will start to reach out to you or um, other people in your in your sphere of influence or reach out to you and they want to collaborate because that's another way you can monetize is getting in front of different audiences. These are these come as a result of just showing up the way you should show up and not thinking about the monetization off the jump. Um, eventually everybody can monetize, but I think y- you really have to, you have to focus on what you're trying to achieve outside of the monetization piece first.
0: And Monty just makes a, an amazing point. One of the things that we focus in on with Podcasters Live, when we coach podcasters and live streamers, we focus the first three to maybe four sessions is is really around you and who you are, right? Your professional career, personal uh, aspirations, all those different things that make you uniquely you. Because, and here's why, because he just said it. When you think about sponsorship and you think about companies and brands that want to work with you, they want to work with you. They want to work with who you are, who you are as a person, who you may be as a husband, as a father, right, as a business person. All those things matter. So when we start to work with you as a client, we focus in on helping you understand a lot more about who you are so that you can focus in on those things that you may think are really good for you so that way you can start to focus in on the best. Same thing happens when you start to talk about sponsorship. Sponsors want to work with you as a human being. And that's where we have to make sure we understand who we are, our content, and what our content stands for, and the audience that we are trying to attract. So the last portion that I really want to talk about, and I'll allow Monty to finish this up for us around monetization, Is around what you guys have probably been waiting for to hear is around brand deals and sponsorship. And what are those things typically look like from a podcaster and also live streaming aspect?
1: Yeah. um, Brand deals are unique. Sponsorships are unique because, one, um, when they start coming, they'll start coming. I I don't know what it is about that process either, Um, because after I got my first one, it seemed like the second and the third and the fourth. They just started coming behind each other. And so what you'll find out is that you'll start to get you'll get people reaching out to you to sponsor any and everything just because you have an audience, right? So your podcast is growing, your live stream show is working. Any and everybody will see, oh, that person said, hey, this video is sponsored by, this podcast is sponsored by, and then they try to get into the ring with you, not realizing, hey, I value my audience where this wouldn't even be a good fit. You know, I've gotten a ton of gamer related apps that want to sponsor my my youtube channel like my audience doesn't play games at least not that i know of i don't talk about games so this is not even going to be a good fit for my audience and i you know for me i'm just thinking of the ethics side of it like why brand would i even want to sell you on that it's not going to even perform well so it's a waste of your money um in addition to being a waste of my audience's time So you really have to think about, you know, which companies you want to work with. Is is it going to be a good fit? You have to think about those things. And you also think about, you know, free complimentary compensation, because at times that can be really well for you, especially if you're just getting started. Um, You know, there's some gear in here where companies have just sent me the gear and I have not charged them for it. But if you're going to send me a fifteen hundred dollar piece of gear that I can use for my other business outside of creating content. Well, there's value in that alone, alone. So there's a lot of different ways to think about compensation.
0: Okay. So what happens if you actually get a deal? What actually happens if someone comes to you and say, hey, I want to sponsor you or an actual bread reaches out to you and they say, hey, I want you to promote this on your show. I see you utilize this certain mic of ours and we wanna send you an additional one so that you can actually promote it on your show. I asked Monty, what happens in that situation?
1: Don't feel like, okay, just because you have an offer on your table, that's what it is. Like you have the power to negotiate. We, We as creators, we are seeing a large shift into these companies, putting money into the hands of us creators, because we have communities, we have audiences there are people that listen to our podcast on a regular basis. And if you don't show up for your podcast they're like, Hey, what happened to you this week? So if you are that person that the business needs, you definitely have some creative control in how you negotiate any brand deal sponsorship that, um, that comes across your desk.
0: There's a phrase that's been out there for a little while now, and it's called the creator economy, the creator economy. And what it really boils down to is that you as a podcaster, live streamer, you have the ability right now to create your own prosperity. You have the wherewithal to create your own lifestyle, the way that you want to live, how you want to work how you want to create, how do you want to express yourself. So this creator economy has value. It has value. Companies are starting to see the value in the content that you create as podcasters and as live streamers alike. So I want you to understand the importance of why podcasters should live stream because it is super important that you grow your community, so that you can grow your influence. And if monetization is something that you wanted to do, this number five that we talked about, then you actually have that available to you. But the other part of it is that you are able to expand your reach internationally into countries that you will have never thought about. You have to understand the importance of your voice and the ability for you to reach far and wide. The tendency a lot of times what I see is that a lot of podcasters are very narrow focused because they they have niched down and they think somebody, you know, there's only a handful of people that want to hear what you have to say. Shame on you. There are tons of people that want to hear what you have to say. And live streaming is that medium, is that vehicle to help push your message, to help push your content out there into the masses, into the hands of people more people that want to hear what you have to say. So, hey, we thank you. We thank you for joining this episode of Podcasters Live, where we talked about the top five reasons why podcasters should live stream. If you are interested in learning more about what we do, how we connect with people, how we coach people, how we help people take their concept, take their idea from concept to production You can connect with us at podcasterslive.com. The link is going to be in the show notes. We look forward to talking to you and having a very free and open preview call to talk to you about your concept, to help you work out ideas, talk about your run of show, your idea about maybe possibly going live, or if you're just new to podcasting, how do you start a podcast and what does that look like? We are welcoming new clients each and every day. We have tons of people that we've been working with and that we still are working with, but we look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for joining Podcasters Live. Have a great day and God bless.